Welcome to the addendum, a thing added. On this podcast, Pastor Eric Williams will add to, clarify, and supplement the most recent teachings at Fellowship Renewed Church. Welcome to the first episode of the addendum podcast, and it's an exciting day because this is something brand new, and I hope to be able to bring this to you every week. And the goal being to provide supplemental material to all that we're learning on Sunday mornings, on Wednesday nights, and even on special events, just like the Great Commission Conference we just had this past weekend. Uh, It was called the Great Commission and the Mission of the Church, and I thought it was a wonderful time. I think we had a great time together. A lot of people were able to come. If you weren't able to come, uh, that's okay. We have all the videos for you. They're on Church Center. They're also on YouTube. And so I want to encourage you, go back, listen to all those. It's about, it's three hours of material. So there's session one, it's about an hour. Session two, again, about an hour. And then session three, also about an hour. On that final session, it's uh, it's me and Jimmy and Sam And we all got together and we discussed the implication of all the things that we discussed together. Lots of material. And so I I thought we would take our first episode of the Addendum podcast and maybe just highlight a few things from the conference. And what we did, how how this was structured, is in the first session, we looked at all the traditional passages from scripture on the Great Commission. And those passages are Matthew 28, 16 through 20, Mark 16, 14 through 20, and Luke 24, 44 through 49, Acts 1, 8, John 20, 19 through 21. And so we looked at all those. And the, the most famous of those, of course, being Matthew 28. The Matthew 28 passage. Um, Here's the thing about this. It, it is so common to just say, Matthew 28, Great Commission. And in our minds, what we think of is evangelism and foreign missions. Now, it's not incorrect to think of those things. That's, that's true. The problem would be that if we think of evangelism, foreign missions, and that's where we stop. That's, that's the issue. That's the problem. Um, because at, at that point, what, what is the purpose of the church, the local church and all these things? Are we simply a hub of personal evangelism, corporate evangelism, doing foreign missions? And should we be doing those things? We have succeeded in the task of doing, fulfilling the great commission. That's the big question. And so as we looked at Uh, Matthew 28 in particular, we took a little bit more time with that one. But as we looked at that passage, a a couple of things I believe came into clearer focus. So when you kind of dissect this passage, uh, it is one main imperative with three supporting participle ideas. So the main imperative is make disciples. That's That is primary. That's the number one thing that we're looking at. That's what's very important, the making of disciples. Now, that is supported. It is supported by three words. Number one is going, right? Go and make disciples of all nations. And then baptizing. Baptizing who? Baptizing them. 
Who's the them? The them are the disciples that were made. In fact, these, this is the way that you make the disciples. You baptize them. A, a disciple is properly baptized. Baptized how or in what way, in what fashion? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then teaching. That's that third word. So we have going, baptizing, and teaching. That's the third word. Teaching what? Teaching them all Jesus commanded teaching them to observe all Jesus commanded. And I think it's that one word, observe, that it, it just kind of, it brings to light all that's being said here. So what does it mean to observe? When you think of observing something, it's, it's not a one-time situation, is it? When you observe something, it's ongoing. I don't learn to observe something and then it's done. Because in order to observe something, it's, it's continuous. It looks forward into the future. I need to continue to observe. And if, if ever I should stop observing, then I'm no longer fulfilling that thing. So in order to be a disciple, I must be continually learning to observe. And I should always be pressing forward into that, always learning more and more what it means to observe all that Jesus commanded. And so here is the assurance at the end that as disciples are made, as they are baptized, as they are taught, and as you go out into the world, because there's no restrictions, there are no restrictions on, on where to go, what type of people to go to. You're to go to all the nations. Go make disciples of who? All the nations. And there's an assurance that Jesus is with us always to the end of the age, the end of the age being when? When this age is over when this age is done when the things come to completion we've not reached it yet we've not reached the end of the age yet and so what that means for us is that jesus is still with us in this endeavor in the great commission endeavor jesus is right here with us even today this is a great assurance that we have we're not we don't have to go and try to fulfill the great commission which we're learning is a multifaceted situation we don't go and fulfill the great commission alone on our own but instead we go with Jesus with us. And as you look at the beginning of Acts, Jesus tells them you are to stay in Jerusalem for a particular purpose. And what happens? That's when Pentecost happens. They're clothed with power from on high. And immediately the church is born. The church comes into existence. Disciples are made. And then what happens? And... Uh, you begin to look, and this this was really what we what we kind of dug into in our second session. Is so, what is the mission of the church? What should we be doing then? Uh, that's a big question. That's a huge question, and that's why we needed to ask it. Not only what is the Great Commission, the going and making of disciples, which um, includes an ongoing, immersive teaching experience that's lifelong. Believers growing into maturity, making more disciples. Yes, baptizing them, teaching them to observe. We are always constantly learning to observe ourselves, and then we're making more disciples. And so what is it then? How can we identify what is it that we should be doing as a church together? What is the mission of the church then? Well, in a, in a really simple way, the mission of the church is the Great Commission. But what do we mean by that? What does that look like exactly? And so how do we say that? Well, one of the things that we should do is look at what the apostles did 
after receiving this commission from Jesus himself. So they receive this commission from Jesus. They stay in Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit is sent. That's Pentecost. And now they are clothed with this power and they go and they do what? Well, as it goes, as the story goes, the, the story shifts from Peter realizing that uh, the gift of the Spirit is given also to the Gentiles. And then all of a sudden you see this guy Paul come on the scene. And then Paul goes on all his great missionary endeavors after learning from Jesus himself and becoming Apostle Paul. He learns uh, all the things that Jesus commanded, which is very important because that's what you're to go and do is teach all Jesus commanded. And so Paul becomes an, uh, an apostle. He then goes and does what? He goes and plants churches. That's what he does. He, he goes proclaiming the gospel. And as he does, he establishes churches. And then he strengthens those churches. He makes sure, he, he, he makes sure that there is um, a plurality of elders in each of these churches. He makes sure that the system of organization, the governmental structure of that church is done a certain way. When the believers are in sin, he makes sure he, he makes sure and calls them out on all their sin. And um, he doesn't leave them alone. He wants to make sure that these new churches and these new believers are maturing and that they're pressing forward in the faith and that they're not just left alone, but instead there's actually a plan. There's organization. And what does all this look like together? Well, it looks like the local church because there's a local church plan. And so here's the local church. Here's what you see Paul doing. Here's what you see the apostles gathering together to do, pastoring churches, establishing churches, having elders in churches. The churches are growing in maturity, but their mission is to go and make disciples, to be disciples. And so what role does the church play in all this? Well, we see, I think, a very clear picture emerges that the church is God's great commission plan. Why does the church exist rather than not exist? Why does it exist as a corporate entity rather than there being individual believers all around the face of the planet separated? But instead we come together in these communities called churches and these churches then have biblical leadership. They have a particular structure. They're to be doing particular things. They're to be growing in maturity together. They're to be holding one another accountable. They're to be making more disciples. They are to be a disciple themselves that grows into maturity. And what is what, what happens? It's It creates itself because more and more disciples are being made as the disciples grow in maturity, and this it creates a cycle. And so churches are planting churches. People come out from those churches. People go to these churches. They are sent out as missionaries. That's true. But each and every person is playing their part. Everybody has a part to play. And so here you come to Paul's imagery of the body. Why is the church pictured as a body? The church is pictured as a body because each part has its role to play. And so everybody needs to be playing their part. Not everyone is a teacher in the church. That we have to recognize that not everybody has the gifting of God in the church in the same way. It's in different ways. And that's not only okay, it is right. It is the way God intended it to be. And so we need to lean into that. We need to recognize that each and every person of the church has a role to play. And so we should all be playing our role appropriately. And as we all play our individual roles, these are great commission endeavors because 
the church is God's great commission plan, that we are making disciples and making disciples of all nations is not something that any one person can do. Teaching them to observe all Jesus commanded is not anything one person can do. Baptizing is not something everybody even does. And so how does how do we fulfill this thing? We fulfill it together. Everybody playing their part. We're fulfilling all these things together. And so these, these are two really big ideas, right? What is the mission of the church? Well, in order to get to that place, we have to kind of back up and say, well, what is the great commission that we've talked about? I think one final thing I'll mention is that the Great Commission and the mission of the church flows out of the Great Commandment, which is kind of a combined idea, really two commands that Jesus gave. When Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? What did he say? He said, love the Lord your God. All your heart, soul, mind, strength. That's first. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So love, love is the great commandment and it is representative of the two tables of the law, isn't it? First to God and then to neighbor. That's true. But the concept of love does not go away, but instead the great commission is an outworking of that reality. It's an outworking of that reality that we are to love. So there, there we have it. That's a, that's what we talked about in a nutshell. Um, but it's it's there's so much to unpack with this, and uh, so so anyway, if if you were there and you benefited from this time, which many of you have have told me that you have, um, I want to encourage you to continue to think about the role that you're playing. What great commission endeavor are are you uh, undertaking? Right? What is your role in the church? How are you making disciples? How are you ensuring that the church is making disciples? Remember what Paul Washer said, that it's impossible to be an obedient, faithful believer without scarred hands. And why is that? Because you're either going down into the well or you're holding the rope for the person who has gone down into the well, right? But either way, your hands are scarred. That, that's very true, and it's a very good illustration for us. So we all have our role to play. But it's important that we understand that we all have a role to play. There's no unimportant believer in the church. We all must be seeing that we are together corporately fulfilling the Great Commission. It's very important. The Great Commission, the Great Commandment. This is what God has for us. This is what God has for FRC, certainly, because we are His church. And so I'm very excited about what the Lord is doing here, what the Lord is doing at FRC. And uh, can't wait to see all that the Lord has in store for us in the years to come. Thank you for joining us on the Addendum Podcast. For more information about Fellowship Renewed Church, visit frcsparta.com. Please join us for next week's episode.